Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, which is, I mean, I I, I love Solo, but we'll be getting into all that. It's, it's one of those great movies that you can just throw on at any time. Um, but yeah, we're going to get started with that right here on the High Ground. Hello. Hello and welcome everyone. How's it going? Going good. How are you guys Great. doing? Hello, hello. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, we are just went live and we are jumping in. I know you just just joined uh, <laughs> just now, but I'm excited to talk solo with all of you guys. Uh, but I wanted to get started by going around in a circle and um, getting started by asking, who are you? Where can we find your amazing content? And and solo, we have um, you know Han finds you know Chewie, his ride or die. He finds Beckett as a a mentor, not a great one, but but still a mentor. And Tira, a love interest that you probably is not the right one. And I'm curious, who in Star Wars would be those three things to you? Your ride or die, your mentor, and the love interest that uh, is probably a, a you should probably pass on. Uh, I'll I'll start by going to Austin first. And anyone else in the chat, go ahead and uh, and answer. As yes. Well. Yes. Well, first I just want to say thank you, Chaco, for having me on. Super uh, thankful to be here. My name is Austin, aka Star Wars editor. Um, I do content a few different platforms. Uh, for me, I chose my Chewie as a droid. I don't know if that's allowed, but I figured because Cassian's Chewy is pretty much K2SO and like Lando's Chewy is like all three. I put K2SO. Um, Absolutely. I, I love, I love, you know, everything about <clears throat> K2SO and just his whole attitude. Uh, for my Beckett, uh, I put Lando actually because I just, you know, I, everybody would love to learn from Lando. Uh, he's just very smooth and, you know, great guy, great guy. Yeah. And then for my Kira, I put Poe Dameron because. He's he's a busy guy, and you know he's got a thing with Finn. He he would probably break my heart. He's a, he's a little rude, but there's a lot to love about Poe too. So uh, he would definitely break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> love it, appreciate it. Uh, awesome. And uh, how about you, uh, Hannah? Um, let's see. I'm Hannah, obviously. Um, you can find my content. My username is Nerdy Hands. You can find me. Anywhere you look for a nerdy hand, that's why there's multiple. Um, but yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram. Um, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be posting on YouTube, um, Twitter as well. We have fun there, Instagram, all the places. Um, gosh, my Chewy. Oh, that's so tricky. Honestly, like my ride or die bestie, I'd have to say. Oh, that's really, really hard. Um, I love <laughs> R2. That's like, I feel like we'd be really good homies. You know, I like to be very, like to be, I'm a very chaotic person, kind of all over the place. And I feel like a, an equally chaotic robot, but like kind of toned down, you know, okay, we'll get to work at some point and we'll do this, this, like, here's some information. I feel like that'd be really good. Um, my mentor, oh golly, I'd love to be mentored by Luke. I feel like he'd really be, I feel like he'd understand where I'm coming from with like, oh, you have like, your mind moves very quickly. I see that. 
here's some information that can kind of I feel like he adapts very well. And then my love interest, I, I don't know. I, um, I'm pretty inclined to say Han Solo, but yes. <laughs> I I, I kind of gathered on that last one, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you for, for coming on. Of course, um, happy to be here. And last but certainly not least, chatting time. Hey there, uh, thanks for having me as well. Uh, happy to see you all here, this is exciting. Um, I would definitely say for, um, for so I'm chatting time, you can find me on TikTok. Um, I get on Instagram and Twitch occasionally, so you can find me there too. Um, at first I was like, man, I think Han Solo fits all three of these for me on these categories. <laughs> um, but I think, I think for my Chewy, my ride or die bestie, um, I want to say Finn, because like we have that equal amount of like, like we're in a situation, we're just going to say something sassy and just kind of cope with it as we go. So I'm like, that's good energy to have. Um, I'd say for mentor, I want to say Qui-Gon, like, I feel like he's like that. He's a parent. He'll kind of like, he won't scold you. He's kind of like, Hey, like, here's how we could do things better. And here's how to look at things from a, a different point of view. And, and I don't know, he's an outside of the box thinker. So he can be a good mentor. And, uh, I think, I mean, I know, you know, they left on bad terms, Kira and Han, but I still think Kira would be an awesome, like love interest. There's like more story there. So like, I don't know. She, I was, I, I fell in love with her the second she showed up on screen. So I'm like, yeah, I think that would, I think that would be my love interest. That will break my heart. <laughs> as soon as I actually um, will get into it, but I, I was partially like, like if if her and Lando got together, they would be the drippiest cusp, like couple in all of Star Wars. You know, like <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got Chelsea in the chat. He says, uh, for me, mentor Kanan, sidekick uh, buddy would be Finn. Love interest would be Din. Um, yeah, I gotta say he created a lot of thirst by making a video when he said, so I am your daddy. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man. I see what you're doing. Like, I, I would probably do it too, but still. Uh, got Kenny, Darth Man 86, uh, mentor Ahsoka. Nice. Bestie Din. Not so good love would be Ventress, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. Yep. I, I, I mention it here often, but like a young Chaco seeing her stab a clone trooper and then kiss him. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> I'm sure Quinlan Voss can agree. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you dark disciple, everyone. Um Amber says uh mentor Leia, which is always good. Buddy Finn, love interest, Poe. Uh one. Oh, it said C for me, and my mind went to C-3PO as a bestie, and I was like, <laughs> that's different. Uh, <laughs> no, bestie Anakin, uh, mentor Qui-Gon, <laughs> love interest Satine. I see what oh. you did there, and, and I certainly approve. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor seems surprised that no one picked Kylo as a love interest. Hey, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that I'm there's not there. more, uh, huh. more Raylos in there, but uh, for... For me, let's see. My 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 ride or die bestie would have to be. Um, I would have to take this back to the uh, High Republic, and I want, I want Elzar Man is like my buddy because it, it would just be fun. Like he's gonna do some mm -hmm. weird, stupid stuff, and we're just gonna have a good time or we're gonna laugh about it. Um, mentor, I want Hondo Onaka to be my mentor because 
Uh, he's huh. the exact opposite of me as a person, and I think I would I would learn a lot. You know, like I would learn, like if for one thing, I'd be a hell of a lot more confident after hanging out with him. Like whether or not I knew what was happening, I could make it sound like I did. As far as a <clears throat> problematic love interest, um, I would go with. Uh, to be clear, the end of, of the show, uh, Sabine Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I'm pretty sure I'd be barking up the wrong tree. But uh, right. you know, it's, <laughs> fair, fair. It, it is what it, like it, it wouldn't end well. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Right. But awesome. And, and thank you guys for, for coming on this episode. I always love, you know, bringing on new faces and, and mixing it up. Um, couple questions before we get into it, because I wanted to start a new thing here and talk about some news. So we actually got. Uh, so one thing that's not in the notes is Kevin Feige briefly mentioned what he was uh that he's working on the Star Wars movie now, right? Now that uh, Multiverse of Madness is out, they're moving forward with that. And basically all that they were really saying was that this new um, movie isn't going to be tied to anything else. He said he's happy to do it because it's not going to be a sequel to anything. He doesn't have to worry about the TV shows and, and all that stuff. Um, I'm curious, you know, kind of a lightning round. You guys hop in and just let me know. What do you guys think about that? Do you want it to be connected? Since it's not connected, that would also imply we're not going to have some cameos. Uh, what do you guys think about, about that? Hmm. I'm all for fresh new stories, honestly. I mean, um, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I love fan service, obviously. I always, you know, say that it, it, too much of it can be, you know, too much, obviously. But, like, you know... I still think it would be cool to get a story like that where it's just all brand new because Star Wars is so wide. You could literally fit anything into that galaxy. So I don't see why not, you know, focus on something cool and new and maybe uh, maybe maybe Star Wars needs something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Completely agree. I think that with like with mandalorian and such and ahsoka and Kino like we're getting so much stuff that's like already kind of been done i think we're kind of ready like to see something new and something that's <clears throat> like you said the galaxy is so big you know there's so much to be explored in it and like new characters with like the same kind of idea it's so cool so i think that'd be pretty awesome yeah i i agree i would I will say I'm going to be the odd person out. I think um, I don't know who here has watched Marvel's What If, but there was a couple scenes where people were like, "Was that was that Mustafar? Was that Felucia?" Like, I would love to see like some quick like blink and you miss it. Marvel yeah. something thrown in, kind of like JJ did with R2 in the Star Trek movies. Like, just throw in a Captain Marvel star, <laughs> like Iron Man helmet, in some debris. So I just I, that's what I would love. Like I think that's a Kevin Feige thing to just like I'm gonna throw this in there yeah. and see if they find it. So, but I think so. Yeah, both of them spoke on that, and I agree. Like I think fresh new story would be awesome, um, and it can allow different doors to open from the reception of that. If it's brand new and people love it, let's expand on this era and these people and this story. Yeah, absolutely. Like when Rebels came out, that was new. Those were all new characters and. Now we love him. We can't wait for Ahsoka because people want to know where the hell Ezra is, you know? So, like, 
we need to keep getting new stuff. Otherwise, we stagnate and nothing ever moves forward. So I, I fully agree with that. Um, the next thing that we saw is a new book cover. Um, I want to get you guys' thoughts Oops. on The Princess and the Scoundrel. What do you guys very, think? Very excited. I love it. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm very excited for the novel, especially because uh, I love Rebel Rising uh, by Beth Revis. So um, I, I'm so excited to see her come back to do another book, especially about Han Solo and Leia. Um, also, I, one thing is this cover actually reminds me of the Rebel Rising cover. It looks very much like it. Um, and so I love that. I love that her her books can have like a, a continuity on the covers. Um, but yeah, I also will say I love painted covers and painted posters in Star Wars. So fantastic cover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah love it. Um, anyone else's thoughts? <laughs> I, I love it because like I I don't know why, but it gave me a little bit of vibes from like older legends books like it's a mixture of that style along with like like some type of like water coloring it, it gave me a bit of like nostalgia but like oh this is a new looking cover and like i'm excited and i like the little stormtroopers in the corner like i, I don't know why i like that just like they're kind of <laughs> put in there like yeah don't forget us but i really like it and i'm excited i don't i don't read a whole lot of the books like i want to i don't make enough time unfortunately but um, from, you know, what Austin just said, it sounds like, you know, this is going to be a really awesome story. So I, I'm definitely going to carve out some time to, to really get in and, and listen in the audiobook and, and really enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I really did. I, I also, um, read, uh, the other book from Beth, you know, Rebus, like you said, um, Rebel Rising, <clears throat> which you could tell, uh, Beth wanted to in, inject some romance stuff into it, but since it's a story about young Jen Erso, uh, it's definitely was not going that direction. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, to see what exactly she will do with uh, with the full book. Um, yeah, we don't get much Leia content these days, so I'm very very excited about that. And um i was a little i don't know about anyone else i was a little bit like worried at first when i heard that oh yes the that super expensive space cruiser we're going to use it as a ploy to talk about han and leia's relationship and that just didn't <laughs> mix well but seeing those stormtroopers on the cover actually really like solidified oh this is there's going to be some conflict here i think about why they're on this expensive ship in the first place so that's gonna be really exciting and i'm a big han and leia fan so that'll be great yeah. definitely also there's there's no way like like it's they're in the uh, we, we don't have a lot of like we don't have anything from them just after um just after the original trilogy so this is like uncharted territory really uh we we get a little bit in last shot uh but even that is further out so yeah super excited uh, i have uh connor b in the chat says the art artist is oliver cuthbertson and he's always wanted to do star wars art and uh yeah we have a lot of people who are enjoying it so awesome all right last but not least with the news that dropped is ahsoka is uh officially started filming um curious your guys's excitement levels what you expect to see what you want to see anyone you hope to see what do you got mm. 
I don't know. There's so many. I want to see. I just want to see Ahsoka. I want to see Ezra. I just want to see the Rebels gang. I was concerned when they were like, oh, this is going to be like the Rebels sequel in a way. I really want, yes, Ahsoka's amazing, but like, I really want that Rebel sequel. We've been dying for that. Those are the original <laughs> characters. And it's so interesting. Like, who would have thought, like, when Revenge of the Sith came out, that we'd have a show with characters that didn't even exist yet that everyone was so excited for? Like, who, who would have even thought that would ever happen? So that's, and live action too. That'd be, that was, that, it's crazy. It's crazy. Definitely. What's, what's really crazy to me is is like the fans are actually casting people and it's working. Like, <laughs> is that is that crazy? The fans cast yeah. Rosario Dawson. I think it's starting to come down to who can make the best fan art for people and like you can, <laughs> can make it happen. Yeah, even I, in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do have one concern though. Um, so this is going to be the first time. I, I don't know. Some, sometimes I, I worry about the fan base because sometimes they don't like when characters get their own like agency. This is going to be a, Ahsoka's story. She hasn't been in anything really besides her book, um, Ahsoka, um, uh, by E.K. Johnston. But she hasn't been in anything really where it's her story. You know, either it's the story of the Clone Wars or. You know, she did get the final arc, but that was more about Order 66. Like, I'm curious um, how how the reaction is going to be to her being, it, uh, this being all about her. And on the mm -hmm. flip side, like, I hope they don't make it all about, like, her relationship with Anakin or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, wanna, I want an Ahsoka. <clears throat> right. Yeah, no. it's definitely, like... Uh... Something I've thought about, too, because if you remember, like, when Dave Filoni said that Ahsoka was stronger than Luke, like, all of a sudden, all those people that were saying, oh, we, we love Ahsoka, we're not, you know, this and that, we love Ahsoka, all of a sudden, they were upset. And I feel like this show is really going to highlight Ahsoka. And um, I wonder if those people that have been saying that they love Ahsoka so much will love her when she is at the forefront of her own series spending a lot of time with her so we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah i mean either way i'm i'm excited we'll uh we'll see and mm -hmm. uh, josie i feel that about when a rebel sequel rebels my also my favorite show um trials of the dark saber is just beautiful uh just it, it has some of the most star warsy star wars in all of star wars in my opinion speaking of which Let's jump into the matter at hand. We are here to talk some Solo, which is, in my opinion, the most underrated Star Wars film. It does not get the love or the recognition that it deserves. But I want to start out by asking everyone, like, because when this was announced, my first reaction was, why? <laughs> um if, if I'm being completely honest, I'm curious what your guys' expectation was walking into the film, and what was your experience like uh, seeing it? You know, what was your relationship with Han prior to walking in? You know, how did you guys feel? At that point, I just I'm wanted more Star Wars Oscar. content. Oh, okay. Uh, I just, at that point, I just really <laughs> wanted uh, Star Wars content, any Star Wars content, and, um, you know, 
I'm what people might have called a shill back then. <laughs> um, I just wanted <laughs> all the all the Star Wars that I could get, and so I was I was the person defending it because I, I was on Instagram. That's when I was you know starting out, or I started out with Rogue One. So I guess it was like more like two years after. But um, I I just remember being like, no, you guys you guys got to give it a chance. It's a it's a Han Solo movie. You, you love Han Solo. I'm sure Alden's going to do great. I, I understood that he didn't exactly look like Harrison Ford or Han Solo, but his embodiment of Han Solo, even in just the trailers, was like, you guys, you got, you got to give it a chance. Come on. So <laughs> personally, I was, I, I really felt like I was the only person hyped for it at that time. And obviously I wasn't, but that's just like, I was like, no, you just don't understand. <laughs> I, I get that also i want to say thank you to uh classic uh cast star wars for the super chat was up um definitely appreciate it uh yeah thank you thank you for coming out um yeah uh how about you hannah um i mean it was so soon after the last jedi that i thought that was probably why people hated it so much was it's because like I love The Last Jedi. That's my favorite sequel movie. So, you know, but so many people just did not like that movie. I think the hate carried over and that they were so pissed off at Star. And that when did that movie come out? Because usually like they come out around Christmas time. That was not Christmas time, if I don't remember correctly. May 24th. There was a five month no, gap between yeah, I think Last so Jedi sick. and Solo because they this the promotion was the summer belongs to Solo. So I know it was like a May release and Last Jedi was December. Yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. it came out so soon after. And people were just spending that whole time just saying how much The Last Jedi sucked and, like, you know, Star Disney Star Wars is ruining whatever. Um, but I went into it being like, you know, this young guy's Han Solo. All right, let's 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 see how it goes. I, I was very excited. I saw it, like, with my dad and I used to see every single movie together. So, like, he, was, he saw A New Hope in theaters, like, a gazillion bajillion times. So, like, he knows he loves the original trilogy and obviously raised me to love the original trilogy. But... We were both very excited to see, like, how did he kind of become who he became? Um, because, you know, it's just an interesting thing. And it had been so sequels focused for so long that, like, it was nice to go back to the beginning because we really hadn't gotten any, like, original trilogy content since, like, you know, the, um, what's it called? The um, Legends books that came out when I was a kid, so. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, it was, it was, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. Like I was really big into, I guess this was before movie talk was a thing, but um, I was like always watching all the, the Collider movie guides and stuff and trying to get all the behind the scenes information. Mm -hmm. And so there was like backlash from the last Jedi that was happening. And then at the same time we had um, a lot of really troubled stuff in the production you know they they had to, to to switch directors and stuff like that like that doesn't bode well uh the you know alden said that he felt like he was jim carrey walking around which uh because because before it was it was the guys that did the lego batman movie that were, were the original <laughs> um directors uh so there was that going for it so they had to redo a bunch of stuff there was zero marketing for it the first mm -hmm. teaser came out um the, the Monday after the Super Bowl. And the movie was coming out that May. Oh, and it came out 
like right next to like Infinity War. Like it, it just, it just had so much going. You're less like, <laughs> why, why, why did you do all this? Uh, <laughs> right, especially because at that yeah. point they were marketing these movies like eight months before, and then they were just like scared to market two things at once. They were like, okay, Last Jedi Blu-ray needs to come out, and then I don't know what I don't know what the thought process was, but you know. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I think it got. It probably was supposed to come out like the year before, but it got pushed back. Is is kind of what I'm feeling maybe happened, but I don't know. Um, your thoughts on that, Chatton? I remember seeing the first teaser for the the Super Bowl, like you said, and and I remember like how hype I was, like seeing Han behind this like half metal great door, and it opens, and you're like, whoa, that's Han Solo, and then you actually watch the movie, and you're you hear him talk and you're like, whoa, that's Han Solo. And I, I think for me, like, and maybe that's bias kicking in. I thought Alden and like Donald Glover and all the characters who embodied the characters we've known for years did an amazing job. And then the actors and actresses who like came in and, and played new characters like Yakira and Val and, and Beckett, like they did a very good job. And it felt like a cohesive story, like, wow, this belongs here in this era and like i feel like i'm actually watching these characters um fulfill a really good story and yeah it was the same thing like the last jedi and solo had a very short gap of time in between typically star wars movies was like a one-year gap with like force awakens rogue one last jedi and then so solo kind of from how I was reading things, I guess they wanted to push it sooner. I don't know why next infinity war, like, I guess they really like, I don't know what that was about. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I was, I was kind of bummed cause it, they called it the first star Wars flop. And for a fan of the brand for how many years, like that probably hurt a lot of us to like, see that, see the negative reactions to last Jedi still like five months later. And you're like, well, like what are, what are we going to do now? Like what's, like are, are they pumping the brakes like Iger would say like oh we're gonna pump the brakes on Star Wars movies and I remember how much that hurt me and I thought this is one of my favorite Star Wars movies like I saw it like three times in theaters and now I'm like oh it kind of like to everyone else around me who didn't really care about it much they then saw it as the thing that like oh Star Wars isn't as fun anymore and and luckily it's not been like that it was a short time but it's still Solo is just so fun to me so I wish more people got to enjoy it when it came out and I'm glad that people now are giving it a chance. Yeah. And uh, it, so this just Justin says, uh, people also kept saying it was unnecessary, which like I never got all fiction isn't necessary. So that was that was me at first, mostly because there's other things I, I wanted. But yeah, when I, when I watched it, I was I was in it. I was sucked in. It was just an adventure romp all the way through and through. Um, I didn't really didn't need a, a rewatch. I love. I'm I'm a big Donald Glover fan. Just in general, anything that dude does is just like is is aces. Um, and Kira like really started stealing the show. And I don't know if y'all are reading Crimson Rain. Please read Crimson Rain. It is. It's it's like the best thing coming out of Star Wars right now. <laughs> it's it's really good. It is really really good. Um. Awesome. All right. So let's get into the story. I, mean, I kind of broke it down into the, the the three acts to see, you know, how you guys felt, what jumped out at you, your favorite scenes and, and moments and stuff like that. So first act, we have 
the opening of the film until until they, they do the heist and they fail. Um, what what jumps out at you? I'll I'll go to uh, I'll go to Chatton first this time. Um, so what I really liked, and for any Shadows of the Empire fans, um, us '90s kids are popping back in to, to say hi. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> things was the train heist because it reminded me of the train uh, mission uh, on the garbage planet, I think, or Mantel in the game. And mm -hmm. it was those little things that that made me think, oh, like, I, I don't know if that's an intentional reference, but I'm seeing the closest to this in live action. And this is amazing. So for like the heist, it was like, and part one itself was just the beauty of it. It all felt so real. Corellia, for the first time we're seeing it, feels like an actual real industrial setting like this is how i think han solo would have grown up like kind of in the slums no parents he's kind of he's solo like and that's before he was officially solo he just was already kind of solo with kira and then he gets separated just the whole first act you just get shoved right into the action like he's already doing what han does and i was like that's what mm -hmm. that's the best way to open a han solo movie yeah uh modeling his the speeder after uh a ford falcon is just like <laughs> i don't know i just i just love little little things like that how would you also um yeah the the whole beginning of the movie was just like han and kira i i, I love han and leia but but han and kira man like from the beginning it was such a short amount of time that we spent with them before they were split up and yet they their their relationship was just conveyed so well that i was just gutted with that shut and it was you know no more haunted cure i was like no but shows how good it was that i was so attached to them um for me i have this this thing where before because i i'm very much following like every little detail i can of all the marketing especially back then i have this issue where i like fall in love with a character before i know anything about them uh, for Rogue One, it was Baze Malbus, and for this movie, it was uh, Rio Durant. I just thought he looked so cool, and uh, <laughs> lost him very early on with uh, Val, which was kind of disappointing that, you know, Val especially wasn't in the movie longer. Um, but it was, it, it was, it was tragic. It was, and I just feel like it was so Han Solo. It was just, the, there was this post going around a while ago about or not that long ago about how like Han Solo in the original trilogy or specifically in A New Hope like just did the most antagonizing things to Darth Vader without even knowing like he carried Obi-Wan Kenobi his son his daughter on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> without knowing and I just I, I love that that, that kind of shows with like he's put in the cage with Chewbacca with a Wookiee that hasn't eaten in what we, what I assume is weeks, or they, they said they haven't fed him in weeks, I believe. And he convinces him to go back and get out of there, help him escape, and then convinces the guy who hated him five minutes ago to go and recruit him for his team. And the, the, he's saved, he's free from the empire. I, I love it, that is so Han Solo, and it's amazing. <laughs> can, can we also talk about like does that confirm that chewbacca like has eaten people <laughs> when they say they Probably. haven't fed him does that mean you know he was gonna eat that pork but like i, I, I don't know i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> and it also mm -hmm. just uh 
like you said, his his chemistry with Kira in that opening scene, and then when they saw each other again, was hit hard. Like, uh, it's, it's a it's a family friendly show, but the way I'd say it is like Han and Leia make love, but Han and Kira like, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> I also loved Rio. He just had a sense of humor and like a lightness about him, like. He was just like enjoyable. He might be my ride or die. Like if I if I could, mm -hmm. I'm changing my original ride or die uh, to Dexter Jetster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dexter Jetster. <laughs> and anyways, uh, Hannah, uh, what jumped out at you? Um. Oh gosh, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that. You guys kind of you kind of got everything. Um. Yeah. Honestly, and that's actually a very good question because didn't Chewie eat people in that opening sequence? Because he, he might have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wasn't there but, bones yeah. down there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think there was. There was it I human? I could be very wrong, but I swear there were, because I remember it being very, very spooky, if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to like think of a response. Good golly. Um, and let's see the question one more time. Um, well, yeah, yeah, it's just it any was, favorite part of like, you know, maybe when they got on Dryden Voss's ship or. Oh my anything. gosh, there's so many favorite parts. I love that. Um, it's so funny to me that like the whole like Han and Leia love scene happens like, I don't know, in a little like closet area, but then theirs happens like this big fancy closet with lots of capes and such. And I thought that was very, that's very, <laughs> very on the nose, very funny and great. I love Crimson Dawn. Crimson Rain is so good if you're not reading it. Sorry for that, I guess. You should be. Um, it's so good. And, like, it's such a, it's an untapped universe of Star Wars. Because we have, like, Jabba the Hutt. We have the Pikes. But, you know, they're interesting. But, like, Crimson Dawn is a whole other ball game. You know, they're, they're playing softball. And they're playing, like, bowling with, you know, a so like, I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm really bad at sports, in case you can't tell. I'm a Star Wars fan, not a sports fan. Um just so Never many interesting things happen in that movie and it's just a shame that people don't like it enough you know yeah uh one thing i just that just gets me every time is as soon as as chewie and han join uh the crew and han is in the shower and then chewie gets in there with him <laughs> and he's like you couldn't wait like <laughs> but how resigned he was i don't know i just i just laugh at that part every every time yeah. Um. It, yeah, yeah. There's just a, a lot of really good moments. I, I, I do feel sad. Uh, oh, just, just also side note: the design of like Lady Proxima was just so unique and interesting. That I, I just, it just wasn't a type of creature that I pictured, and that's what makes it work so well in in Star Wars, you know, in general. And if you're ever curious about their adventures before that, there is another book called Most Wanted, and it is um, it's a Han and Kira adventure prior to Solo, so you can kind of get more background on the relationship. Um, I did get a uh, random question in the chat: <laughs> What kind of shampoo does Chewy use? Um, the answer, very obviously, is L'Oreal. <laughs> Um, very, very obviously, so, <laughs> oh, <God>. easy, 
<laughs> Easy question. Easy question. <laughs> um, anyways, jumping forward uh, until we had the second act, right? That's so they they you know going from that whole creepy ass conversation with Dryden Boss where he like just murdered people and yeah he seems like a pretty intense dude like vision yeah. needs a needs a nap or something i don't know um going from there all the way through when they escape from castle just a lot of stuff that happens in between there i'm curious what uh what jumps out at you guys and i started last time with uh with chatting so i'll start this time awesome uh yeah i First of all, Dryden Voss as, you know, Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss was fantastic. I absolutely love Dryden Voss and I just love the like the lines in his face that show like when he's angry. There's just some fantastic moments. You're like genuinely a scary guy, not even because he like comes off scary, but just like the implications of like, oh my, like if you don't do what he does or what he wants, that you know, go get that done for really well and i i love the moments that uh one line that or one moment that particularly sticks out to me with dragon bosses where he's just like test me test me one more time and see what happens is it is red i just tried to boss um i i will say that uh the, the whole thing with dryden and kira what what from the start it was obvious i was like oh man like this is this is not to get personal it's not even about like the coaxia or anything going on anymore um so yeah i loved love 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 dryden boss in this movie yeah uh nidrex uh, in the chat also brings out i remember the first time i spotted the golden idol from raiders i immediately went back into the india's canon star wars uh, which, by the way, there is another. Uh, well, not in the in this movie, but the the arc is in Clone Wars season one. Um, I always I always love that when you like see it in the corner, like oh, they're doing the thing. I, I love Easter eggs. Uh, yeah, how about you, uh, Hannah? Um, yeah, Dragon Boss is a really scary dude. Um, but I remember sitting in the theater in the specific like er- part of the of the movie. I remember sitting in the theater and being like, they're going to make the castle run. That's crazy. Like, because they, they always talk like, talk it up like, oh, yeah, I made the castle run in this many parsecs. I didn't know a parsec was like a unit of length. I thought it was a unit of time. I'm sure most people did. But no, a parsec is like like a mile. I don't know. I took a shortcut. Um, but yeah, castle it was not what I expected it to be. Because I always thought it was like like a pod race. I don't know. Because I grew up on the prequels. So like... I thought that, oh, you know, the Kessel Run and this many parts, like, whoa, he won a race? That's crazy. <laughs> but I could think Kessel would be, like, this gross. I don't know. It just, it looks like it smells really, really bad there. Um, so that was pretty cool. I think Alden brings that level of, like, in this specific section of the movie before they make the run, that specific, like, c- cockiness of Han, but not quite yet because he really hasn't done much with his life in order to be as cocky as he is. Um, so I like that he plays the, like, yeah, oh yeah, I just made the castle, you know, good stuff. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's still cocky, but like, not quite to where he is, where we see him in A New Hope. So I think his performance in this part is just excellent. Absolutely. 
Uh, I'm curious what you think of um, Lando and L3's relationship, oh, or in Lando's introduction. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> I, lo I love Lando Calrissian. He's, he's always been one of my favorites. Um, he, he's just so Lando. Like having like childish Gambino as Lando, like that makes so much sense. I remember him getting yeah. cast. And I was like, oh yeah, that that's that's perfect. Um, he he just is a young Lando. I don't know how to even describe it. He kind of looks like Billy D. Williams as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, very very good casting on their part for that. But it's it's he's just such a Lando. I don't know, like the way he sits. He's got his little cheat, like, and then Han, like you know. Oh yeah, I yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just I love how they introduce Lando at sitting at that table, being all cool and stuff, and you know, oh, it's this Lando. And how, how he keeps calling him Han, I just <laughs> I don't know, that just made me laugh so hard. Uh, how about you, Chatton? Which upset at you at this point? Um, I think the humor of uh, I'll agree with everyone else on on their parts. I'd say definitely the humor of Alden um, as Han. Like you kind of think Han's like kind of funny, like in the moment in the originals, but he's not as like funny then as i think he is in this movie like him and chewy the fact that chewy will just growl and he'll just already be irritated with whatever he's saying like kira walks by and he's like Ur, and he's like no you're touchy and i'm like oh my god that is such a han and chewy like conversation um and i think one of my favorite parts was when they're on kessel and like he's like chewy go help your like people like freeing everyone and he puts on the fake guard's costume and he goes up to the other guard who starts talking in an alien language and he's just repeating what he's saying back to him to distract him to then kick him in, in a very bad spot and, and, and get the door open. And I thought, that is Han Solo. And I, <laughs> I love that. I just love getting to it because I'm like, oh, this is this is so Han. He would just make it up as he goes. But yeah, yes. it's just perfect. <laughs> has has no idea what the next step is or the next anything is, but it's just that confident in it. it and it's just cool because it's so uh, the exact opposite of me who has to have everything planned out meticulously before. <laughs> like I, I just won't. I just won't do anything because I'm like I don't even know how to plan to do that. So I just won't. <laughs> anyway. <All right. laughs> Yeah. uh when I, I so so it's i don't believe it it's outright stated but you know it's heavily implied that um lando and l3's relationship might might uh go places you know and i remember people being mad at that and i was like humans have sex with robots right now <laughs> like on earth <laughs> You're telling me you're surprised yeah. that's happening in Star Wars. Like, really? Okay, okay. Um, and yeah. and uh, L3 took some time to grow on me, you know? But I, I kind of think that was the point. Like, they introduced mm -hmm. be, uh, her being, you know, fairly abrasive, but she really does grow on you by the end of the film, at least, at least in my experience. But one of the things that made me super happy is when kira said that she knows Terrace kasi i started cheering <laughs> i oh, there's a there's a there's an old game everyone hates this game except for me. star wars masters of Terracasi. it's a great game and i yeah, love great. that game i 
I like I I could I could be ranked nationally at that game. I played that game <laughs> so much. Um, I don't even play Ardenland anymore because like when when, when you can <laughs> perfect survival mode, it's like all right, never mind. I'm done with this character. But just just saying that made me like I almost leapt out of my seat. Uh, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but when they actually do the the castle run, first of all, seeing the Star Destroyer come in through the clouds and the smoke is one of the best visuals in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was just like this the scale, the scope of it was just like I don't know, it was it was awesome. And I wish we spent more time in places like the Kessel Run where there's it's not a planetary body, it's just like stuff in space. Like we, we get that mm-hmm. in Rise of Skywalker during the light speed skipping, right? He goes through chasms and maws and stuff like that. Um, but that scene, like, this is one of those adventure movies where it's like things just get worse and worse and worse and worse. And uh, oh, and like, like Brian, like Pink Milk, which by the way, check out Pink Milk podcast, awesome people over there. The scene with L3 is heartbreaking. I've always read as L3 desperately trying to connect Kira, uh, to Kira and being seen as more than a droid. But I don't think it was ever meant to be the truth. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. And, and then what happens? And then, and then you know, Donald Glover's reaction like mm-hmm. it is just heartbreaking. And you're like, okay, they have explosives, they're running away. And then a Star Destroyer comes in, and you're like, God damn, like just they just need a break. <laughs> So yeah. I, I just personally, I I, I liked. Uh, sorry. Oh, oh no. no! If I'm ever talking, feel free to interrupt me at any point okay. in time. And I'll stop. <laughs> you you go. You go. For sure. Um, I I really liked L three in the movie, and Lando and L three makes a ton of sense. My only issue with it wasn't actually in the movie, but before the movie came out, there was an interview where Donald Glover had said that. Um, Lando's pansexual in the movie. As someone who's part of the LGBTQ community, I was like, yes. And then the only representation we got of that was him and a droid, which is like, it it, it tracks, it makes sense. I get it, but it's like, okay, come on. I would have, but I will say, I did love that he flirts with Han. Like, he's very flirtatious with Han. Very, you know, I, I doesn't even says buckle up, babe, or something like that to him um but yeah it was uh but i i still i still absolutely love what uh you know l3 in the movie and their relationship definitely makes sense it you know i feel like lando you know would have sex with anyone so you know yeah, i mean you know you're you're in, you're in space you know you're just uh <laughs> what is anything up there um <laughs> Uh, so the Kessel Run made me want to see a massive space prison, Abeloth. As a huge Legends fan, um, I, I, re- I really wish, because it's like navigating these black holes, and there's a cluster of them, and in the middle of them, I, I really love what they did with Center Point Station and Sinkhole Station in the Expanded Universe. Um, I hope some of those concepts might make it in, but uh, if not, that's okay. I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Uh, but yeah, jumping forward, we have the 
you have you know from that that escape until the very end of the movie um so yeah final bit hannah will come into you first uh what's your your favorite part of the ends uh, well something i love it that's like kind of like in between like the second and third part but um if you like know the original trilogy very very well there's one point where like in empire they're plugging c3po into the thing into the falcon and he says, oh, your ship talks very funny. And it's so, it everything connects because they plug in L3 and she's got like a little accent. It's, it's that was my favorite part in the movie. Like that, you know, like the Leonardo DiCaprio painting <laughs> meme. That thing. Yeah, I love that part. Um, but I love the idea of women empowerment in this movie. And Kira, you don't, you don't really know watching the movie like how far is she into this because yeah dragon boss is a very very scary guy and like it's star wars it makes sense like he you know he's the the guy in charge but i love that like she's been communicating with darth maul of all people and you know she yeah support women's wrongs exactly yes i, <laughs> I support the wrongdoings of kira as you know she's she does them beautifully and she looks good doing it um but I love the idea of like this person who's also from, you know, backwater Corellia being like so into this big, huge um, crime boss thing is it's very fascinating. And you should read Crimson Rain because it's very, very good. Um, <laughs> just saying. But yeah, the ending is like it's it's so satisfying because like Han, you know, and the Falcon and Chewie, they're together and they're singing and they got the dice and like. It's a satisfying ending, but also makes me wish for a solo too. But we can talk about that later. Yes. Oh, yes. We will be getting to that. Uh, it also makes me wonder <laughs> if, Hannah, if you've read uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So you yes. already know what I'm. They, yes, for, yes. for anyone that, that doesn't, it's canon stories and it's all these side characters um, in the film. So, like, one of them we reference a lot is like, when Han and Leia are arguing in Empire Strikes Back, there's a guy that walks in between them. Yes. That guy has a whole story. And it's <laughs> one of the greatest stories story. in the book. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, he, he walks by and you're like, that's the guy. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's so funny. And it's such a sweet story. I don't know. Read that book. It's a good book. <laughs> it is a good book. But there is very specifically a story that is the opposite side of what you were just mentioning and it's l3 it's from l3's perspective being part of the millennium falcon and that's when they've had the hyperdrive disabled and she's helped she's, she's given them a little little booth a uh, little boost to to get out there and escape and yeah it's it's awesome love it um how about you uh how about you chatting Act three is just a it's just a roller coaster still. Like you think Kessel Run first off, my favorite part when they get off the ship on um I think it's Sav Savarine, is that the place, the planet, wherever they're getting the Quaxium like yeah. to, to cool down and, and Chewie just starts growling and he's just like, No, we made it in twelve parsecs and he growls and he's like, Not if you're round down, buddy. And I'm like, That's <laughs> again just another Han. Cause then like in episode four, he's like it's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I'm like, wait a minute. You you just keep deducting. like, And I guess no one's going to hold you accountable, but you're like your first mate who like, he's just dealing with your crap at this point. But it's just still so funny. And I think I, think I really liked how 
you kind of have two big bads, um, like main big bads. I'm not counting Darth Maul, but you have Dryden Voss, obviously, like that's that centerfold, like, hey, we don't want to make him mad or he's going to like kill us. And then you find out Beckett. That betrayal, like, I kind of felt like something like that was coming when they set it up, like, oh, come into the room. And it's like, oh, okay. But it's kind of cool how Kira and Han both got to be the ones. Like, you start with them at the, the center of the story in the beginning. And they got to take down those respective like big bad guys and it's like okay but then they diverge paths and i'm like that's interesting you know they they've kind of beaten their demons to an extent and um they could have that life they've always talked about and where could that story go and kind of like what hannah said like i really want that solo too to answer that like mm -hmm. i want to see like I've always had this headcanon, which I'll go into later because it's going to be a ride. I'm sorry, but um, for Solo 2. <laughs> but I, I don't know. And I think that the very end, um, I really love that Millennium Falcon shot with the dice. You know, the dice was very significant in Last Jedi. And this movie helped really tie that in a lot for like people watching like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, that's that's his thing. That's the thing he has like. And seeing Ben just hold it in Last Jedi, like, oh, that's really sad. But, like, there's symbolism behind it. And so, yeah, I thought it just beginning to end, it was great. But that third act was beautiful. And I really, I really liked the Rebels, how they kind of teased him, like, well, maybe someday you'll change your mind. He's like, don't hold your breath, kid. But he does. As an audience, we know. And it's really cool to see that that little nod to, to we're going to see this guy, like, grow into that role of, like, Rebel leader. And he just doesn't know it yet. So... Yeah, I thought they did it perfectly. Yeah, I uh, in the comments here we have the most powerful scene to me was Beckett telling Han good job when he guns him down. Not a redemption, but a great way to end it. I love that yes. moment. They, of course, they had to get in a Han shot first, like jab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, your thoughts on Austin? Uh, yeah, I I love. Um... But I know Chad said that he kind of expected uh, something to happen with Beckett. I expected something to happen with Beckett, and then he gained my trust in the movie. And so when he came out of the door, because I was before the movie came out, I was like, it's a Han Solo movie. Boba Fett's going to be in it. It, it, it. There's literally no other option, which I'm <laughs> looking back. I'm glad that they didn't. But when, you know, there was that long 10 seconds as someone walks through the door, I was expecting Boba Fett and then like Beckett walks out. I just like, I literally like, I felt betrayed too, because like I said, I didn't trust him at first. And then he gained my trust because he was saying things like, don't, don't trust anyone. Or what, what's the line? And, uh, assume everyone will betray and you will never be disappointed. I was like, uh, th this guy's great. Like, and I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, it came out nowhere for me because i was like oh. but um yeah i absolutely love act three and kira so compelling because like i just the, there's that line where it's like the the uh the point of the game isn't to uh win it's to stay in it as long as you can and i feel like that like perfectly describes kira because like i know like war of the bounty hunters crimson rain like she's still in the game and uh she still you know she's determined to not win the game but just be in the game as long as she can and i i love that for kira and um like you guys said we'll talk about solo too but i just i i want to know like because i genuinely don't really know like 
what is gonna happen like does she love han still does she not at this point at least like it's obviously you know in empire strikes back she has or around the time of empire strikes back she has no you know no uh worry about you know kidnapping him but uh it, it's still you know i, I still want to know like what what was exactly going through <laughs> kira's mind in that moment or what what was going on with like her and han yeah yeah there's they have that moment at the end where they're talking to each other and alden did such a great job of like of false bravado while talking to him and kira's body language was i i see straight through you and it's like you know we always know hansel as like this he's a smuggler with a heart of gold and kira no she's is like i've been through too much stuff i do not have a heart of gold you still do and i think at that moment she did still love him and knew he she couldn't do to him what has happened to her that's that's kind of how i read the moment myself um i can't have you walk down the same path that i'm on but I'm not the same person and I can't, you know, <laughs> do this with you. Um, also, we got the reveal of Infus Nest and she took off her helmet and was, it's Flag Smasher. No, I'm just kidding. Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> hadn't come out yet, but still. Um, <laughs> all, in, in that, because they were, they called themselves um, the Cloud Riders and they wear these crazy helmets. And you're like, wait, are they evoking the Nile? Is that what this what this is? Um, and so I'm still waiting for to get. I, I need more background, but I absolutely feel very strongly that they were that <laughs> as they were trying to prevent themselves as this big raider gang, and we're trying to evoke the imagery of the Nile that we get in the High Republic. And again, I love when Star Wars just mixes this stuff together. It is just fantastic um but yeah all right that's 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 solo that is solo um do you guys want a solo two or a spinoff <laughs> and if so what would happen in it uh so yeah let's let's go around and get get y'all's thoughts um i'll start with chatting this, this uh. time and i can't wait to hear this this head cannon okay this is all from one line han says in a new hope so bear with me but with the way solo left off with kira so we get that mall reveal which i want to say by the way i didn't i didn't like really touch on this earlier i did not see that coming i say this movie's great because i feel like i saw that coming even less than probably people saw vader being luke's father like i just did not expect to go to a han solo <laughs> movie said after episode three and see darth maul like i just didn't go in like oh i, I can't wait to see maul like I, that blindsided me so with that i thought there's a lot of significance to this character my head canon was that if they were doing this proposed trilogy for the solo movie um solo two and three that for solo two and possibly in three um han was gonna fight darth maul whether he wins or loses i think that by the third movie he was gonna fight and win uh, don't know how it's a Han thing. He always figures it out. Like he just, he has a rock for a thermal detonator. It worked for him. He'll figure it out. But I think that that was going to add like a lot of the, the 
how we see him in episode four kind of believing in himself rather than the world and force around him. So when he says to Luke, hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, it's because he literally fought Darth Maul and won. And Maul probably escaped just like he did fighting Ahsoka and, and Rex. So it's like, oh, that's why Han doesn't think the force as much. He literally took down Maul in a, in a standoff and won. And so that was like my head cannon. Um, and then I, I think that, you know, for Solo 2, I would love to see where Kira goes in terms of like, does she go down a dark path or is she using Maul just to her advantage um, to rise in power? Um because I really think that like it'd be awesome to see her as a Sith apprentice type thing, but I think she was more interested than in the power and 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 the control that Crimson Dawn was offering. Um, but I don't know. I just that was my head cannon. So there you go. It wasn't too crazy, I guess. But one line is all I wanted to connect those dots with. I I, I would I would love it if they were facing off, and Han's like blaster pack is is like almost lost all of its charge. And then the same thing that happens when you play a smuggler class in the Lego game happens where <laughs> he sees something and it connects to that and then that yeah. and then that and then he shoots that and it like drops a crate. Oh my it's God. like a game of, of mousetrap. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's how Maul just gets caught every time. Yeah. I'm just saying in Battlefront 2, I, I spam the, the Han Solo just charge at Maul every time I see him. So um, I was hoping that may happen in the movie, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I love it. Uh, Grandmaster Nick needs the, the tags in Solo 2. Um, yeah. Uh, she's being a bit of a nuisance in uh, in the Star Wars 2020 run right now. Just highly recommend. Uh, B. Dazzler says, Han just shoots Maul like Indy does to the back. Yes. 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 Well, uh, <laughs> They basically recreate I, now. Now I'm I'm imagining they just literally recreate the Phantom Menace scene where the doors open and he stands there and slowly at night and he just like bop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the hell was that? I don't know. Let's keep going. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, how about you, Austin? Uh, I love. Or I'm sorry. I definitely want a solo too. I I'm so heartbroken that um, it may never happen. I will say though that because of that, I can appreciate things like you know Crimson Rain and uh, the potential of like a Darth Maul series in the future. Like I think that they're going to continue the story. They're just not going to be like this is solo too because in their mind that's not marketable because the first one failed. Uh, but I think the story will continue. I also think that they, I don't know if they were like, I always think that they were planning to do more like a MCU type thing with Solo being like the Iron Man, especially because that's what they're doing right now with like the Mandoverse. I think that that was their intention. And that's like, they put Maul in there to like set up a, a Maul story. And then maybe the Maul story sets up Kenobi, which we know was in development at one point and then became the series. Um, there was a Boba Fett movie in development. It really seems like they were going to try and do like a connected universe Han Solo as the Iron Man. I don't know how much I would have loved that because I, I would just love for them to be like Solo 1, 2, and 3. Solo gets a trilogy and these characters are just a part of that. And it's not like, you know, Han Solo showing up in different stuff. At the same time, it would have been cool to see like, you know, Han Solo 
part of the Star Wars Avengers or whatever they would have done. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, how about you, Hannah? Um, I would just make Solo 2 happen. I wish, I wish, I wish. But it looks like Lando's going to kind of be like this. Not really Solo 2, but like, you know, they might touch on things that we probably would have gotten in Solo 2. Um, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when Lando's like sitting back, kind of like vlogging. I don't know. He's like doing his like little video diary. I absolutely love that part because it's so very Lando. Like if Lando lived in our universe, you know, he'd be like that one influencer who's just like talking about like makes videos two or three times a day, just like talking about his life. He's got a YouTube ch- He's got every, every platform he's got covered and he's doing fantastic. Um, but I'm excited for the Lando series because I think that he'll either utilize those vlogs of some sort. I really hope he does because that's like the perfect in, um, you know, showing them to Jana or something or we look at those. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, for Solo 2, I think that Crimson Range is kind of being that because I think they made the realization, oh, we have ideas and people want more, but here's something we can give to those who really, really want it, you know, because those who want it will go seek it out, I think, you know, like my, my dad, movie, but he's only ever seen the movies and he watched, you know, Mando and that's it. Like, you know, like I, he's not going to watch that, but or read the comics, but people who want to see more will do that. And I think that's pretty cool that they even did that in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, what what I want is, so I don't want a solo too, okay. But but I want more stories. Um, so I don't want anything that's a direct sequel, and I don't want anything that's just going to follow the narrative of him. What I want, there is a Timothy Zahn book called Scoundrels. <laughs> uh, it's a Legends book, and it is. It's it's a heist book. It's it's a heist book. It's it's a bunch of scoundrels, and they are going to be stealing an imperial vault. And the way that they describe this vault, they're trying to get something in the vault, and the vault is in this locked room in a sphere that's hovering above the ground. And there's these like droids there that are guarding it, but some of them look like droids are actually people, and you never know which is which, so you can't hack them. Like there's so many different parts to it. Um, and so they put together this whole team in order to take that. I I want a Star Wars heist movie that that is starring or featuring Han Solo, and we'll get we'll get Lando involved. We can get, you know, like Hondo Onaka could be the the broker for for what's happening, and like we can just get all all sorts of intrigue and stuff going. Um, I, I need a, a Ocean's Eleven in space. With Star Wars people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. That's that's my thoughts. Um, I'm gonna see if there's any any uh, closing thoughts. Anything else you want to add? Um, anything on your guys's mind? And also, if you can tell us again where we can find you and your amazing content, would appreciate it. So we'll go around one more time. Um, Austin, closing thoughts, and where can we find you? Closing thoughts. Solo is my third favorite Star Wars movie. One thing that I definitely wanted to say that I didn't get to say is that I love that 
Han and Lando were, or I'm sorry, Alden Ehrenreich and uh, Donald Glover, they didn't they didn't try to portray Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams. They portrayed Han Solo and Lando. And that is like amazing. I love I love that we can get different interpretations of the characters while them still like they're still the character, like Anakin in the Clone Wars and the prequels is a good example of that. And so I I love when actors get to play these characters so um love 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 that um and yeah but overall my third favorite star wars movie ever and um uh my social media is swe austin on tiktok um and then uh austin swe on youtube i'm 10 subscribers away from 900 so if y'all trying to help me get there i appreciate that but uh yes so that's where i'm at Awesome. I, I appreciate it. And kind of along the lines of what you were saying, the fact that we got, you know, like Donald Glover specifically um, is why I don't want us to just CG older actors into younger roles. I think we're losing it out on so much by, by doing that. Um, I, I love our older actors. I, I love, I love Mark Hamill. Um, but I, I think I think we need to for for Star Wars to survive. I think we need to keep stepping forward, you know. But that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, Hannah, final thoughts and where we can find you and your amazing content. Um, yeah, this is such a good movie, and it's so like oh, people usually like skip it on their rewatches, which like I know that it doesn't like really push any story, but like it's really a good movie. <laughs> Come on, like it's it's so fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, it's just a Han Solo movie with like a lot of other cool elements that they've just kind of brought into it. And it's great. And I saw someone mention that score. Um, I'm from a classical music family and we used to listen to the Star Wars music constantly. So that score is incredible. Look at the deluxe edition. I posted on my Instagram story a few days ago. Um, There's one track when Han's like going to like sign up to go be, you know, in the um, Empire. They play um, in a major key, the Imperial March, which is so cool. I'm a big music nerd that brought out so much excitement in me when I saw that. Um, but yeah, this movie's great. Go watch it. Go read Crimson Rain. Go do all the fun things. This <laughs> Anywhere you can find a nerdy hand. That's why there's maybe, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All of it is just at nerdy hand. Sometimes there's a dot in between. Um, and YouTube starting tomorrow. So fun things. Awesome. Uh, one thing I, I do have to say is uh, there's a creator by the name of Xanthi Tan. Follow Xanthi Tan. Follow Star Wars Music Minute. Uh, what they're doing is they go through each Star Wars film, one movie at a time, and they are one of the most incredible musicians I've, I've ever met. So we're analyzing the story through the lens of the film. Um, one, or like five minute sessions at a time and they're currently working their way through solo um and so yeah you'll highly recommend checking that out um if you wouldn't mind one additional plug though hannah can we ask what the youtube content is is going to be um it's going to be everything i don't put on tiktok (laughs) um no it's um it's mostly like I have so many uh, great ideas for it. Like I'm going to do 
a whole bunch of not like random things, but like my first video posting tomorrow, I'm currently editing it. It's taking me a couple days, but I'm going through every single costume I own and kind of just showing, and I never wear this. And I also never wear this. I wear this way too often. Um, oh, here's a fun story about the time I was roller skating in a Princess Leia costume and I fell on my face. Like, oh, it's, it's all these fun things. So it's that, it's mostly like just everyday content and funny. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you like people who talk about those things, I'm gonna do one where I play Lego Star Wars very poorly. I'm a very bad gamer girl. Um, I'm gonna interview my dad who saw A New Hope in theaters a nine bazillion times and ask him about his history as a Star Wars nerd because he actually, for his Halloween that year, I think he, he was like a young kid, like seven or eight or so. He made like a Luke Skywalker costume out of his brother's um, karate gi. So like they they didn't sell these things back then. Like, mm -hmm. cause I think it had come out like that sometime that year. He like made a, a he went and saw the movie and made like took his brother's thing and was like, okay, and he's wearing like white, like, um you know, joggers. Okay, great. And like, he's wearing this, like, he went all out. He's a big Star Wars fan. So I'm going to interview him and talk about that. Like all kinds of really fun stuff. It's just going to be a fun time. Videos will be less than 10 minutes if they take me this long to edit. Um, so yeah, fun times. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll look forward to it. We will watch your career you. with great interest. <laughs> um, Chelsea says, bad gamer solidarity. I'm not even through Attack of the Clones <laughs> on the Skywalker saga. Listen, there's no such thing. It's all about how much fun you have. Um, although there are some excellent gamers like Chatting Time, uh, <laughs> you you gotta you gotta follow Chatting Time on on Twitch and like he just has the best energy like as a streamer. I appreciate it, and you get bonus voices. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Chatting. So, sorry for adding you. I'll let you talk about uh, your stuff. You know, I, I almost felt like it was a point redemption where I just had to do a mall just right now. Like, oh, I see him. <laughs> and, and, no, I, I will say my solo closing thoughts is that I love it. As you can tell, like I'm wearing a, a Ruby's like solo costume. If you go way back on my TikTok, like when we were all stuck in our apartments and houses for months because of COVID, like, I think I was going like mallster crazy and I'm like, I'm going to buy this Grievous costume and buy this young Han Solo costume and make TikTok. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But I really <laughs> got to like really explore like the side of Solo. Like Solo over the years has just really grown on me continuously. Um, I've really learned a lot about like outside of the movie, like the merch and the books that they made. Um, one of my favorite things with Solo, there was a book called Tales from Vandor and it canonized dash rendar from shadows of the empire so that made me very happy um so solo again uh fulcrum got me this awesome vinyl set um this is all the john powell nice. music um she literally went to the ends of the earth i think and then some i think she made the kessel run to get this but it's <laughs> i listen to it almost daily on my play on my record player and it's just like Solo's had such a big impact on me. Um, it's one of those movies that, like, you know, he talks about his, like, upbringing and, like, what he grew up with. And it's like, I can relate to that. Like, you know, dad's working in an industrial setting all the time. Like, oh, little things like that. Like, what was your childhood like? Like, I don't know. This movie just, I think, resonates for a lot of different people in many ways. The characters do. And for me, I just really liked it. And I saw myself a lot in 
and like Han and like how goofy and just not planning ahead. Like, I don't know. I'm like, that. this is so like things I would do. And I love it for that. And I love just seeing Han grow um, throughout the movie. And so, yeah, it's, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and it has been for a while now. And I just continue to love it every day. So I'm glad there's so many awesome people who, who find a lot of great things to enjoy from it too. And you can find me on chat and time, like you said, on Twitch and TikTok. So there's my, there's my plug. Awesome. Yeah, we got some background. That vinyl costs more than the record player I bought for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, man. But I love it. Thank you. Oh, man. Um, also, shout out to uh, Jedi Master DePaul uh, for, for dropping some some love. Always appreciate it. Uh, always appreciate you. And super excited to actually get the chill uh, at Celebration. If um, any of you guys are going to Celebration, um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'll be there. So yeah, we will. We will definitely be uh, be doing stuff and hanging out. So I I, I can't wait. Um, I I love that. It's 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 weird to say. It, it'll be interesting because I think that COVID has actually been the best thing to happen to Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, which is sad to say. But <laughs> you know, like. Our love for the books. I know so many of the biggest Star Wars fans I've ever met who got into it during COVID and just binged every novel ever. And like it's and it's 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 crazy. Not to mention how we now get to connect and I get to see all these different like I would have never been able to have conversations with you people who all have just very different views on all these things than I do and benefit um off of off of each other and I don't know. It's beautiful. Love this community. Love Star Wars. Love all you guys. Um, I appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, thank you for, for coming out. Um, we got we got Taylor. Uh, follow uh, Fulcrum8308. 8308? 8108. 8108. Damn it. I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Carter in the chat. Chattens is here in both places. Nidrex, Jedi Master DePaul, Chelsea, Spencer, uh, Lo Chavo, Grandmaster Nick, um, uh, Dixon Download. I, I never know how to say your name. I apologize. Pod Ones Podcast. Follow Luke at the Pod Ones Podcast. They're doing awesome and are holding a hardcore trivia tournament where I'm going to be the final boss. Um, the final match is going to happen at Celebration, and we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm studying hard, and um, I am, have gotten notes from the last person to beat me, which was Alex. The stories explained, so he's giving me some notes. We'll see. I'm gonna bring the heat. Uh, we got <laughs> B Dazzler in the chat, far far away factory, and like I said, this this community is amazing. Anyways, appreciate it. You guys have a great night. And uh, may the force.